I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk, the Q&A session where we answer your questions about journal writing. Welcome, everybody, to Journal Talk Q&A. Welcome, even and especially Jade. How are you, Jade? I'm excellent. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. And Jade is J-A-Y-D-E. It's not like the color Jade, the green color J-A-D-E, J-A-Y-D-E Gilmore. (sighs) And what's to say today is... I'm feeling heavy about this question. This is this is a big one. Yeah, I when when I saw this question, it because there is so much that's going on that this relates to. But why don't you uh, tell us what the question is? Tell everybody else what the question is, and we Should can get I? into it. Should I? I feel like I need to set it up or like you know do a preface to it, but maybe I'll just dive in. Just dive in. Just dive in. So. There's a woman named Lynn who is a certified journal facilitator, and she lives in Ferguson, Missouri. And just in case you're listening to this podcast way in the future, and it may not make sense to you why Ferguson has any relevance, you know, I think of Ferguson, you know, I grew up in this really tiny little town called Simi Valley, California. And nobody had ever heard of Simi Valley, California. Like mm-hmm. I could tell people, you know, where, where are you from? And I'd say Simi Valley. They'd have no clue where that is, what that is, until the Rodney King trial. Yeah. And, and then suddenly everybody knew about Simi Valley because that's where all the riots and all the, you know, like people, or that's where the trial, that's where the Rodney King trial happened. And then I don't even want to go into it, but... Just know that just like Ferguson and Simi Valley, places where something happens, it could be racially motivated, it could be, you know, a sad, sad thing about society, um, or something that says something negative about who we are as a community. And there's this grief, you know, and and Lynn is asking, I love this, Lynn, thank you so much for this question. And I, it seems trivial for me to say I'm going to send you a thank you gift for this question because it's just so this is this is why I love doing what I'm doing is to be able to reach people and talk to people about these important questions. She's asking, what are some ways to offer journaling as a method for helping a community to heal after a traumatic event? And she's specifically talking about Ferguson and, and you know, the the stuff that happened there. But I'm thinking, you know, Jade, this brings up for me like 9-11, you know, when, when people are in grief or in trauma and there's a, is this, this permeation of, of sadness in the whole community. And it's, it's, you can't explain. It's not like somebody died. You know, it's not like somebody just, you know, it is sad. It is tragic when somebody you die, especially somebody you love, especially somebody really important or close to you. But when you have a community of people experiencing that together, there's two things. The one is just really deep, deep sadness and loneliness. And I want to call it helplessness or hopelessness. You know, like if we're all in this together and this is who we are. 
You know, I, I think helpless is a really excellent term for that. I, I remember when I was a kid growing up, all my teachers, you know, when we talked about the 60s would say, oh, you ask your parents. Everybody knows exactly where they were when JFK was assassinated. And I remember as a kid thinking, oh, my gosh, that is so stupid. And I talked to my mom and she's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly where I was when JFK was was assassinated. And, you know, I heard all about it. And and I was just like, OK, well, so my mom's a weirdo. And I just kept going. <laughs> right. Because who does that? Mm -hmm. And boy, let me tell you, I could describe years later, I can describe my entire morning of 9-11 mm -hmm. when I heard mm -hmm. when I heard what had happened. I can tell you what the DJ said on the radio before we knew how big a tragedy it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just because it is these things just scar into your brain and they scar into your psyche and, and you you hold that. And yes. I, it, I think it does affect all of us forever. You know, every time somebody talks about a skyscraper, I think of the World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And have you been there? recently i have not you know i'm totally a west coast gal <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> it's beautiful it's beautiful what they've done with it i mean it is gorgeous they've honored the tragedy that it is like they didn't just put up two new buildings and make it look all nice and flashy and pretend like it never happened they have footprints like you go there and you can see where the old buildings stood because there's this indentation in the ground they built around it and they've got these beautiful waterfalls that make it so that it's not just indentations like an empty footprint that's going to be like wear off over time the the waterfall makes it look alive like oh. it's the, it's like a constant memory that these footprints exist and it's beautiful and it's it's it 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 hurts your soul in a way when you look at it like it aches you to see yeah. it but it's in a it's in a healing way because you realize wow we built that to remember like mm -hmm. we that's what we did we built this thing to remember the tragedy and uh, obviously the you know so that it won't happen again we don't want this kind of stuff to happen and you know, then come all the questions. Well, you know, what do you do about that? How does that work? And who, yeah. who do I talk to to make sure that never happens again? But I love Lynn's question is, what are the ways to offer journal writing as a way to help a community heal? You know, she can see that this work of journal writing and, and not just doing it at the level of individual, but, but expanding that into the level of community and what are, how can we get this out there? How can I get the word out that if people took time to write in their journals, you know, they would help uh, the whole community get over or get through or, you know, process what needs to be processed about all of this. Like it, she just, I could, I could just sense Lynn wanting to take a megaphone up, you know, uh, to the whole community and saying, guys, gals, everybody, listen, Take five minutes tonight and write things down. Write down your deepest thoughts. Write down your, your heart's desires about what's going on. Write down what you wish to see. Write down what, and write it because you want to see it written. Don't write about it just to brag about what, how great thoughts you have. Write because you want to remember this. What are you present to right now? You know, and how well, do you, how do you get the word out? How do you share? How do you, how do you convince people to start this practice that you know is going to help in a tragic situation? You know, I, I keep coming back to the work of James Pennebaker and, 
And this was, you know, one of the things that really convinced me of the power of journaling and something I always bring up in my workshops. When we think of, you know, I've, I've been through something traumatic and it's going to take me years and years to get over it. Well, James Pennebaker proved that's not the case. These, mm. The study that James Pennebaker did, he took a whole bunch of college students and had them take a survey and self-report on how many days did they miss class because they were sick? How many times did they have to go to the campus medical center? And so they they give this this report of, you know, this is where my health is at. And then he divided them into two groups. And one group, he had come in and write for 15 minutes every day for four days mm-hmm. about something trivial. I think they were supposed to describe their dorm room. Okay. <laughs> the second group, he had every day write about a traumatic experience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 15 minutes a day for four days. The students who wrote about a traumatic experience for, for an hour total, we're not talking about a huge time investment. I know, 15 minutes for just four days. No 30-day challenge here. This is yeah. just like a four-day challenge. <laughs> <laughs> right? Anybody can do four days. These, these students reported a 50% decrease six months later in the amount of time that they'd missed classes and the number of times they'd gone to the campus medical center. Mm. So there's theory hypothesis, because it's really been supported at this point is that doing just this short little right can really dramatically help with stress related illness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, what, what comes to mind to tie this back to how do you help the community heal? I would start offering community write-ins and talk to people about, you know, this is, this is what we've learned about writing for trauma. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. let's, let's, you know, get a group of people who wants to meet at Starbucks for 15 minutes a day for four Mm -hmm, days mm -hmm. and write about your feelings about this trauma or, you know, meet at a park, meet at a library. And, and it's, you know, yeah, it's probably, you're going to get a bigger reach if you do it for free than if you charge people for it. But my goodness, I can't come up with a better way to donate my time. And I think most of us who have journal experience, especially if you've done some research and have the material like the James Pennebaker studies, uh, in my case, I think it's tattooed on the underside of my eyelids. (laughs) You know, you can you can really talk about that and really Mm -hmm. empower people Mm -hmm. to to heal themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. All good points. And I'll emphasize that it wasn't just one study that Pennebaker did. There were a series of ongoing studies for years and oh, uh, yeah. lots of spinoff studies that Pennebaker wasn't involved with, but either his students or colleagues or, you know, some people that he wasn't even connected to carried the work forward and tried a different way. What, what if we did, you know, what's what's the what can we get away with here instead of 15 minutes for four days, can we do 30 minutes for two days? You know, could we do 10 minutes for two days? You know, so there's been a lot. There's been a lot. And the beautiful thing is with, you know, James Pennebaker is, you know, he's a researcher. He's not, you know, he's not a writer per se. He's he's a researcher. And so he did all of this in meticulous study fashion and, and you know, has it all documented and and so these are great, these are great resources. So I guess to Lynn, you're saying, pull your research together 
and, you know, get the word out somehow, either through ad in the paper or a meetup group, you know, the meetup.com. Get the word out that you're holding these write-ins as a way of community healing and just keep keep pumping out the information, you know, keep tweeting about it, keep posting on Facebook, put it in the library. If you have to offer it for free, maybe you offer it as an entry course, you know, like this is, you know, the first first session is free or something if you because people are trying to make a living out of this too. it's certified journal facilitator journaling coaches you know they're trying to you know they don't make a lot they're already doing it for for the labor of love but certainly getting your word out ahead of time you know instead of waiting for that tragedy to happen it's one of those things that really would serve well to get prepared ahead of time instead of waiting for a disaster to strike you know, pull this information together. If you're not in Ferguson and you don't know about the community feeling of, you know, a recent tragedy in your community, start pulling these things together because, you know, when when it does happen, you're there to kind of help bring people together and, and help people heal through the power of words. Yeah. The other thing that I thought of is, you know, it's times like that, you know, when Ferguson or 9-11 or Simi Valley or what, whatever the tragedy is, it's, the, it's a time when people, everyone, everyone starts to focus somewhat on, gee, what can we do now? You know, gee, what are we going to do about this? And, you know, a lot of people get up in arms. There's, you know, sometimes there's a political movement start, you know, starts to, to ripen up. And rather than being the person on the corner talking about journal writing, because that probably doesn't sound like it's going to fit in anywhere. Like, what does journal writing have to do with, you know, these are, I'm just thinking 9-11, you know, like, these are terrorists. The terrorists yeah. are attacking our country. And you're talking about writing things down in your journal. Like, they're going to think that we don't understand anything about what's really going on in the world. They're going to think we're kind of loony. So I would focus less on the journal writing aspect of it and focus more, at least publicly, on the community healing. And then when you get people together and you got some group talking about community healing, invite them that journal writing is a part of the picture. And then that's when you can offer your prompts and your Pennebaker news and all your statistics about how this has helped other people and other communities. Just a little piece. Of, what were you going to say? Well, I just, you know, and a random thing that just popped into my head just now, and I, I don't know that there's any research to prove this or, or to support it, but, you know, it seems to me that one of the things that people feel when you have this community shakeup like like is going on in Ferguson right now, like what happened in Simi Valley, like what happened nationally after 9-11, we feel so helpless, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and you don't have a voice there. it you you've lost your ability to step up and say, hey, you know, this is awful because there's so many other people who are clamoring to say the same thing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And taking that time to write in your journal helps you get those thoughts out of your head. It helps you give yourself, even if it's a very small voice with a very small audience, it gives you something. And maybe this is something that could be shared at, at a community write-in. You know, here's here's your chance to be heard. You've written, you've expressed your voice in regards to this tragedy. 
let's hear it. Mm. We're, you know, so there's there's this uh, element of, of holding space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I think would be really, really valuable out of these community write ins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Bearing witness. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of the new book that just came out with by our friend Linda Monk and the other. Sorry, I don't know the other two ladies' names as well. <laughs> Ahava, I know Ahava is one because that's the Jewish word, the he- Hebrew word for love. And I can't remember the other the other woman's name. Sorry, no disrespect mean meant. I just know Linda so well. And she talks about community journaling circles and and how she in this group of these three women started journaling together and what it meant for them and how important, how special, how sacred that time became. And they made a pact together to say, we want to teach people how to to bring journaling into the level of community, have people start journaling groups. You know, if you've got knitting circles and you've got bridge clubs and you've got, you know, whatever else, people come together and enjoy, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, why can't we have, you know, people coming together and enjoying journaling together? And she noticed these things, these ideas coming up. And one of them is what you just expressed, you know, bearing witness, holding space for one another's thoughts and feelings, even if they don't say it out loud. They don't have to read it out loud. Just just that you're offering the space of it. Reading out loud is part of the, her, you know, formula or recipe for, for this he- healing that she describes in the book, but just coming to a group where they're doing journal writing and listening, bearing witness to other people is huge, Mm -hmm. huge. And you don't have to wait for a tragedy to happen for those things to have, you know, real, real meaning. I think that those lessons learned and those, uh, you know, what, what you get from having a journaling circle will become even more magnificent uh, if there ever is a tragedy in your community. Those groups will be the first ones to realize how special they've, you know, the habits they've started together. They'll be the first ones to notice that they've got something really, really special because the, that'll be the talk. That'll that'll yeah. be the the subject for sure in that in, the, in that next meeting. Um, let me jump in really quickly because I had to Google it too because I couldn't remember Linda Monk's book is called Writing Alone Together, Mm -hmm. Journaling in a Circle of Women for Creativity, Compassion, and Connection. And the authors are Ahava Shira, Wendy Judith Cutler, and Linda Monk. Yes. Thank you for looking that up. You bet. Yeah. And I'll put the link on this episode's show notes. Anything else I should include? Maybe a a link to Pennebaker Studies? uh, Yeah. James Pennebaker, Writing to Heal. I think that's a huge, huge resource for things like this. Yeah. Very good. All right. Wow. We got through a deep, heavy episode. Yeah. This one, (laughs) this one was deep. Lynn, thank you so much for sending in the question. This just, yeah, this is such a touching subject and, and there's so much that we could continue to go on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We could do a whole nother episode just about this, but hopefully in the comments down below on this, for this podcast, people will put their replies and uh, suggestions. So, you know, this can continue to be a reference. I would love to see, you know, how people are using it or want to use journal writing on a community level to help heal after a traumatic event like that. So yeah. thanks again, Lynn. Thank you, Jade, and we will see you, everyone, in another episode of Journal Talk Q&A.
Can't wait. Me either. <laughs> we'll have a lighthearted one next time, I promise. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Journal Talk Q&A. If you have a question you would like featured on the program in a future episode, please send it to me at Nathan at easyjournaling.com nathan at easyjournaling.com i would love to feature it here and send you a little thank you gift for sharing your question you can also send it to me in the form of a voice message if you would like to share your voice on journal talk q a you can dial this number it's 1-805-751-6280 that's a united states number and only normal toll charges apply there's no extra charge for journal talk q a Thanks, everyone, again, and have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Meanwhile, keep on writing. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, an online resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, life. L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk.